This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. I'm Cassandra Baldini with Financial Standard. There is certainly no denying that it's been a challenging period for investors given the macroeconomic backdrop. Here with me today to discuss top picks amid an inflationary environment is Stockspot founder and chief executive, Chris Breike. Chris, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. So what are some of the trends that you're seeing? Well, from a client inquiry perspective, I think we're definitely seeing clients that are a bit concerned about the environment. I think a lot of households and particularly younger households with families are seeing a lot of um, cost pressures at the moment, whether it's your mortgages or you know, household expenses like grocery and electricity. And, and that's you know, translating into people being a bit more conservative with their investing strategies. So they're probably investing a bit less and a bit less confidently than they were a couple of years ago when um, interest rates were very low and, and people felt like markets were flying. Um, so certainly that conservatism is coming through. You know, we're seeing it through the sorts of investments clients are asking about. And you're also seeing it in the data around the types of ETFs people are investing in. So for the first time, actually, over the last um, 12 months, Uh, more conservative ETFs are seeing much bigger inflows. So um, cash ETFs and fixed interest ETFs um, have seen growth of uh, 46% and 26% respectively, whereas like share market ETFs are almost seeing no growth, like 1% or 2%. So, you know, we're seeing a flight to lower risk type investments. You know, shorter term type investments is also a a bit of a flavor at the moment. Um, what's interesting as well is that because banks haven't really increased cash deposit rates at, at anywhere near the same rate as interest rates, um, there's a lot more interest in investment type products that give you access to cash. And, and by that, I mean um, products like money market funds or cash ETFs that are now paying uh, an effective interest rate of close to 4%. That's a lot better than people are getting in the bank. And, and so we're seeing money um, you know, really go into these sorts of products as well. So that's uh, that would be the general trend, which is a bit more uh, conservative investing. Uh, across our Stockspot client base, we're also seeing a bit of a shift from more younger investors to older investors. So our biggest growth rates of new clients have come from some of the older age groups. Um, you know, my, my guess on that would be some of these older age groups have been, um, you know, saving a lot of cash in in uh, bank accounts or term deposits and and wanting to now deploy some of that into the markets because markets have, have dipped a little bit. And so they've got the capacity to invest at the moment. They might have paid off their mortgages already or their, you know, their private school fees have all um, come to an end, whereas the younger families are the ones that are investing a bit less. So there's a bit of a demographic shift in who's investing too. And I guess it's a bit of a scary time for investors, but, you know, in volatility, there are opportunities, right? Well, as an investor, I would say it's both always a scary time and both always not a scary time. I I think the scariest times to invest is when no one's scared because that's usually when the biggest risk actually exists. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of 2021, when markets were booming and people were seeing annual returns of 20% plus, Actually, that's when it was the most scary for me because that's when everyone was very complacent and every everyone was very confident about investing and people had made a lot of money and, and were trying to double up on the bets they'd made. So I think when people are most confident, that's for me the most scary. Certainly the vibe at the moment is that people are not looking to invest and that's probably why some of those products like cash ETFs and fixed income ETFs are quite popular. Um, 
you know, what the data shows, though, is it's very difficult to time the bottom of markets. So no one really knows, you know, when the bottom is going to come and also how deep that's going to be. And, and, and so, you know, we could see the market fall another 5% from now. It could be 10 or 20 the challenge, and I've seen this through a couple of cycles now and, and, and a few with our clients as well, is if you're trying to wait to buy the bottom, um, there's a big risk that you just don't get their timing right. You, you might have been hoping for a 30% fall and it only falls 20%, so you never get back in. So, you know, I think for people that are sitting on the sidelines, actually, the next 12 months is a great opportunity to get in. And, and certainly advisors, you know, have this great opportunity to talk to their clients about you know, getting in at great long-term prices when things are tough and confidence is low. Um, you know, one strategy that's more popular at the moment and, and always in tougher markets is more popular is dollar cost averaging for our clients because it helps to reduce the stress of investing everything at once where you're worried that the market might fall. And so we say to clients, look, if you're worried about a recession or markets falling, rather than invest everything today, just space it out over the next six months or the next 12 months. You know, over the next 10 years, that's going to be a great strategy. But you get to, you know, probably sleep better at night over the next 12 months, knowing that even if markets fall, um, you're not going to regret that you've already made some investments because you can keep on making more at lower levels. So, you know, I think of any market environment right now is the best time for advisors to be encouraging clients to yeah gradually invest but not stop their investing. Well, speaking of clients, there are high hopes that Australia will dodge a recession, but the same can't be said for our global counterparts. So investors are still going to be a little bit nervous in that respect. What questions are you getting from your clients? The recession question comes up a lot. And I think, you know, understandably, because whenever you read about a recession or you see it on on the news, um, it's always, you know, very negative. Obviously, it leads to job losses and, you know, um, you know, poor economic growth or, you know, businesses going backwards. Ironically, for the share market, a recession isn't historically such a bad thing because by the time a recession rolls around, um, already share prices usually reflect that negativity. And you can see at the moment, you know, we're not in a recession now, but there's already a lot of negativity from a consumer perspective and investor perspective. But the big positive of a recession is that it historically at least leads to central banks reducing interest rates, which is then great for asset prices. And one of the biggest concerns people have at the moment isn't really a a recession, but it's that inflation continues to be really high. And and so um, interest rates need to keep on getting ratcheted up. And unless those interest rates going up actually lead to a slowing of activity and more job losses, um, you know, the problem is that interest rates need to keep on going higher until it causes that, uh, you know, reduction in economic activity. So actually, I think when a recession does hit, you're probably close to the time to buy. Um, You know, whether that happens or not, I I have no idea. And I think it's very hard to predict um, because, you know, just like the share market, I think a recession is... Um, you know, is something that's quite psychologically driven as well. As once everyone believes a recession is going to happen, they pull back their spending happens, and that basically causes the recession. So, um, yeah, as an investor, my advice, and I, I think what advisors should be talking to their clients about, is the fact that you know having a recession or not really is is meaningless for their long term investing plans, and it shouldn't be something they really focus on. It's a really good point, and I love your positivity. It's long-term positivity and and just the fact, I think the best um, knowledge an investor can have is that you can't really predict the next six months or the next 12 months, but you can prepare for them. And, and having a portfolio that's really well diversified helps you prepare for that. But also just accepting that you don't really know what's going to happen. And I think you know, we recommend to our clients a 
index strategy, which is a very, uh, I would say, a very humble strategy because when you index, you basically admit that you, you, you can't predict which stocks are going to go up or when they're going to go up. And so by diversifying across everything, you're going to give yourself the best chance of success. Well, something that has been predicted is that inflation is on target to drop in 2024 and 2025. How will that once again impact the market and investors? So the inflation environment at the moment is an interesting one because the fact that it got so high and, and not as high in Australia as other markets, but in other markets um, and even, you know, big developed markets like the UK, it's, you know, got either close to or above 10% just because of the basing effect, you know, because year on year, it's very hard for it to be 10% over and over again. You're always going to see some reduction in inflation. And I, I don't think many people predicted that it would just stay at 10%, you know, for a long period ongoing in the UK. I think the bigger question is when inflation comes down, where will it find its level? And will that level be in the comfort band of two to three percent? Or if it's higher, um, you know, that question is really going to dictate how markets go for the next 10 years. Because if inflation ends up falling, but then stays in a range of three to five percent, you know, that's going to force central banks to leave interest rates much higher for longer. Whereas if inflation actually comes down further, that's going to provide central banks with more flexibility to reduce interest rates. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for sharing those insights with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 